also that the scripture is its own best interpreter, scriptura scripturam interpretat, or scriptura sui ipsius interpres. The literal sense thus always stands first, and each interpreter must guard against cluttering that which is being communicated with his own ideas, lest the meaning be lost. A neat summary of the classic position. In diametric contrast is the so-called hermeneutical circle of Rudolf Bultmann and the contemporary followers of Formgeschichtliche Methode and related higher critical philosophies. Here the text and the interpreter are locked together in such a way that a purely objective, presuppositionalist understanding of the text is out of the question. The interpreter always brings his own understanding to the text, and interpretation is the product both of the text working on the interpreter and the interpreter working on the text. And this will be true not only of the current interpreter, vis-a-vis the text, but also of the original writer or editor of it. Neither the events described in the text nor the resulting description of them can ever represent objective truth in any absolute sense. A text is ultimately inseparable from its Sitzenleben in the widest sense of that term. Philosopher Roy J. Howard, um, this is uh, a, a reference to, uh, to Howard's uh, work, Three Faces of Hermeneutics, Introduction to Current Theories of Understanding, University of California Press. Uh, philosopher Roy J. Howard thus sets forth three important aspects of contemporary hermeneutics. One, there is no such thing as presuppositionalist knowing. Two, just as there is no uniform stance from which to begin thinking, so there is no uniform term in which to end it. Hermeneutics is willing to rethink the dialectical logic of Hegel, but not to accept his conclusion of an absolute mind. Three, Hermeneutics recognition that intentionality is present and operative and effective on both sides and in a dialectical way. That is, both the text and the interpreter function in that, in that circle. <clears throat> this effectiveness might be resident in the social condition of the researcher, Habermas and Vinch, or in the very logic of his research activity, uh, Georg Henrik von Wright, or in the choice and manner of the questions he addresses to experience, Gadamer. The impasse between classical and contemporary hermeneutic approaches is well illustrated by the current controversy engendered by Adrian Desmond's and James Moore's biography Darwin, 1991. The authors set Darwin in his 19th century context relating the development of his theory of organic evolution to the social influences that played upon him. Evangelical reaction has been mixed. On the one hand, there is joy that evolutionary theory is now less able to be regarded as scientific fact than as, quote, the contingent product of complex inferences between the Victorian natural and social orders, unquote. On the other hand, there is much disquiet that such sociological reductionism is the very thing that has characterized the treatment of the Bible by modern critics. Moore, in responding to the evangelicals on the latter point, puts it bluntly. I think this is very interesting. This is in the latest uh, number of the Journal of the American Scientific Affiliation. Can texts interpret themselves? If the Bibles don't, why a fortiori should Darwin's? Well, to determine whether or not texts such as scripture can or cannot interpret themselves, we may perhaps benefit from a perspective other than that afforded by theology or even the liberal arts. Theological discussions of the hermeneutic impasse tend to become mired in dogmatic considerations, and philosophical, historical, and literary treatments of the question are often highly abstruse and far removed from the practicalities. In the present essay, 
we shall offer assistance by way of legal hermeneutics, and that for two reasons. First, lawyers perceived through the centuries as motivated by filthy lucre and woefully deficient in moral character and spirituality can hardly be thought to be offering surreptitious theological solutions to the hermeneutic dilemma. Secondly, and far more important, as I've pointed out elsewhere, law is necessitarian coloring all aspects of societal life, so its solutions to fundamental problems carry powerful weight. On the interpretation of contracts, wills, statutes, and constitutions hang the lives and property of all of us. A legal hermeneutic will not represent mere academic theory. It will have developed as a necessary response to resolving peaceably the otherwise intractable conflicts within society. A legal hermeneutic, in short, constitutes the interpretive cement by which society is kept from fragmenting.